My blocks are, or depression, that's a pretty standard block. Imposter syndrome, I had an abusive mother, um, uh, dyslexia, and I'm, I'm highly uncoordinated. Oh, that's funny. Hey everyone, it's Blocks, it's me, Neil Brennan, and uh, we're going to heal the earth. My guest today is in my, we're going to go top 15 of all time, um, a lot of, 100,000 people have done stand-up, probably, they've tried it, and yeah. I would put, I'd put you in my top 15, oh, that's who's nice. ever done it. Thank you. He's got my favorite joke about autism, but not vaccinating his son, he's got several great punchlines. One of them's incredibly ironic. I don't know what happened to that with dating and all that stuff. Your I, ex and oh, we don't have to talk about it. Oh, I don't remember. Really. Oh, I don't remember the routine. I haven't watched it since I did it, but I, I, I get the beats of it. Yeah. And he's got, of course, the maybe the greatest gun control bit ever. In Australia, we had the biggest massacre on earth. And the Australian government went, that's it. No more guns. And we all went, yeah, right then. That seems fair enough. Really. <laughs> And he's just a fucking consistently funny. Your your suitcase bit going to Mars, incredibly good. Uh, I found okay. So that bit, I found out that like uh, there was another comic in Britain called Luke. Okay, it turns out that if you go, if you, if you go, uh, the suitcase was patented in 1971. The first thing joke that everyone writes is they can send a man to the moon but we can't get wheels in a suitcase. So it turned out there was another comic called Luca uh, in, in London who he, he, I'd never seen had a similar bit. And then and then uh, another comic called Alan Cochran had a similar bit. And then I had a bloke who uh, had the same bit doing it in Spanish on some <laughs> other show. It turned out that's the most obvious punchline that's ever been written. Oh, I love that bit. Oh, I was and like, I'm a total once, snob. once two people came out, I was like, more the merrier. Yeah, I'm already guilty. I want a hundred yeah. comics for this fucking joke. He's got multiple, what do you got, four Netflix? Five Netflix. Five Netflix, then, two Comedy Central. No, two HBO. I got one HBO, one Showtime, one Epics, and then one that was just... Uh, on Britain TV. I got like nine and then I got nine specials and then like another special that never did anything that I repeated a lot of jokes off on, on my um, my first HBO special great. because it never nobody it never found it. an audience yeah, or anything. Great. Anyway, it's Jim Jeffries. Ah, oh, thank you. Hey. Hey. Okay. The vaccination autism thing was yeah. uh is he autistic? Yeah. Or is he just Jenny McCarthy's son? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I I feel oh that's the joke. Okay. That's a, that's one punchline that I do feel a bit of, you know, when you you say something, you go, is this kid autistic or is it Jenny McCarthy's son? And then at the time you think it's really funny. And then somebody asks, would, might you want to be on The Masked Singer? And Jenny McCarthy's a judge. And you think to yourself, I probably shouldn't have said that. Because, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, wasn't I, there, there you was... remove your big, massive head and she's just <laughs> angry. <laughs> The, all right, your blocks. The first one, the, it's easy. the everyone's got depression. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's like nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> what about the coordination? Like, you can't do. I, I, I've got a terrible gene in me. I'm extremely competitive and I'm uncoordinated. So I always wanted to play sports as a kid. I could yeah. never win anything, but I was ferocious. Like I really wanted to. And yeah. it's, there's nothing worse than the guy who's dropping the ball. Just come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was a bit. Yeah, intense. it makes it less fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you stunk. And I and I stink. Yeah. And it's like always being picked last for a team and all that type of stuff. You know that that does sort of is is there anything crueler than the setup of making teams as a child? 
Absolutely. Is that it's it's the most quintessential what we think of you in in a two minute space. It's, but of course, it's a metaphor for all of us. Like the 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 idea that there's not status in life. Well, it, it it's that's a, pretty much always in the open. It's a good. It's a good life lesson that you're not always going to win and you're not good at everything and you, yeah. you should find what you're good at yeah. and that type of stuff, right? I, I I was so bad at sport that that when like so we were playing basketball, when I you know, I would get my six points a game playing for the high school team or whatever right. like that. And playing for the bottom team as well. Sure. Not the and when I got points, you'd sometimes get like a round of applause from like the other players. Like <laughs> Like there was an acknowledgement that you're really bad. You were like the special needs kid. You yeah, were close yeah, to the special really... needs kid. Like they would cheer. They yes. would like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one, it went, no one would tease you really. It got that bad that the teasing sort of ended because you it were. It wasn't funny at a certain yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were just <laughs> uncoordinated, you know. And so it's like, it's like I, I, I've got my two boys and my son plays baseball and he, he's quite good. He gets hits and everything like that. And I'm like surprised. I'm like. I can't believe I've never lived more vicariously to a person ever. It's like I'm getting hits, you know. I think that's the appeal of of uh, fantasy league. Is right. is like, well, I'm not good at it, but I can. I got the right opinions about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is the, which I, is most of like the world now. Like I have no skills, but I'll make a. I have a. I have a, a lot of YouTube videos about my opinions. And they're often wrong, but I deliver them competently. Yeah, I jo- but I then I, I joined a fantasy baseball league this year, <laughs> and I came second last. It turned out that I don't know how to do that either. But I, I reckon I reckon if I have another go, I'll be all right at that. I still have hope for that. I I did it one year twenty years ago, and it was such a fucking time suck. Yeah, yeah. where you're seeing like, how did my middle reliever do? my my middle relief pitcher yeah, do yeah. tonight or this week and it was like i don't care about any of these people i don't even like baseball really well the problem is it start, starts making you go for uh players who aren't on your team like i'll be watching the dodgers and then i'll be like oh but i got this hitter coming up yeah. on the other team uh, what would be best if he got a single not a home run because that that would actually you know what i mean like yeah it, but it's also the the like the strongest parasocial relationship where you're like meet when you if you ever meet a player and you're like you know i had you last year <laughs> and it, i didn't i was un, i was uh, unsatisfied with your performance i i had uh walker bueller who at that stage was about 22 and i think he's only about 25 now yeah but he was like going for rookie of the year and he was the top pitcher and all that stuff and i was a huge fan of him like the dodgers had this new pitcher and all that stuff. and he he uh, commented on one of my clips. Brilliant. What, what do you need? You're covered yeah, for a brilliant, month. Brilliant. So I got all nervous <laughs> to write back to the fucking 21-year-old, man. You know what I mean? Like at this stage, I'm like a 40-year-old guy. Yeah, you're married 40, but he's basically a hot woman. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And so I wrote <laughs> Don't like want to waste your time. I went like this. Hey, so you commented on me clip. And yeah. uh, I'm a big fan of yours. And so, I go, if you ever want to come and see uh, my show, I'll get you free tickets. I've already got season tickets to see you. <laughs> and then I said something like that because it was when Bryce Harper was about to be signed somewhere yeah. else. I go, I uh, hope to see you play next year with Bryce Harper. And then I put like a winky emoji. <laughs> and I still feel like. You just, humiliated yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you and know. And he what? just hit you back with a thumbs, thumbs up. Thumbs up. That's oh. all he wrote back. <laughs> 
The, you, that's a loss. Oh, the thumbs up is the full stop of the sentence is the end of a conversation. The yeah. thumbs up. The thumbs did you up. ever hear from him again? I think he liked another one of me posts. I, I haven't, you know. <laughs> I, I, you you know, can't go back. You know famous people. And yeah. it's like it's sometimes you push to make a friendship. You go, oh, I'll give it a go. Yeah. And then you, you don't get it back and you're like, all right. Yeah, like I gotta leave it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta leave it. I gotta leave it there. <laughs> yeah. A Ryan Reynolds DM me about one of my bets, and I was like, "Hey, you want to come on my podcast?" Haven't heard from him. Okay, so Ryan, but, but Mint Mobile does does um, Ryan Ryan Reynolds hit me up, um, uh, direct messaged me yeah. many years ago. Yeah, was it about the gun control bet? Because mine was it, about mine. I think it was about gun control. <laughs> yeah, I think it's about you gun. Incidentally, I wrote the gun control bit. Um, on I had a sitcom on FX that that people liked, but no one really saw called legit, yeah. right? And you're a good actor, though. Oh, thank yeah. you, thanks. Like I, you weren't, you never pushed. I um, so it I, wasn't like what you did with the baseball <laughs> baseball child. <laughs> well, have you seen me? I'm in an episode of SWAT playing a a a, a, a computer hacker called Shadowbox. Like literally, one of the one of the ads on legit. Was like we had an actor drop out right now. Can you come and be a computer hacker on SWAT? And I'm like, yeah, go on. <laughs> like that day. Yeah, good. Fuck it. <laughs> and I'm like, there's a lot of me on a computer like this. I'm the mic. How many good. scenes? Ah, oh, two or three scenes. Okay. I I read so little of the script. I didn't know whether my character was a good guy or a bad guy. So funny. Which is, uh, he probably didn't know in real life. He probably had his Should, own opinions of himself. Yeah, uh, he was probably the hero in his own story. What was I saying about legit? Like, I had a sitcom. Uh, oh, you oh, had Ryan Reynolds. The gun control. And the gun control. Okay, so the gun control thing was written because uh, John Ratzenberg, who played Cliff no, Claver yeah, and Cliff. Cheers, yep. he was a dad in the sitcom. I was, and he, he really is like Cliff Clavin. Does anybody know anything about plumbing? Well, uh, the Romans had no average system of aqueducts here, Sammy. <laughs> Great guy. Yeah. Real fun hang. Loads of good Hollywood stories. Yeah. Right? And I'm standing next to him when Sandy Hook happens. And I literally have Cliff Clavin turn to me, like in that moment, and just go, eh, none of this would have happened if those teachers had guns. When will these liberals learn? <laughs> and I went, and as an Australian, you know, with my little socialist heart, I just yeah. sort of turned. I just went, you fucking. I argued with him for two or three days. And at the end of it, the whole thing was, that was the whole routine was ready to go. I didn't have to run it or anything. It was just shit you had said to him. It basically. was arguments to Cliff Graven. Yeah. God damn it. Right. So that, that's why they're all just little tiny rational thoughts throughout that yeah. routine. They're not really statistic based. They're just sort of, but wouldn't this happen if this happened? And this, like, you know, what the, I mean? one of my favorite punchlines of it is, uh, it's not that you give a shit about home security. None of you go to home security conventions. None of you read padlock monthly. <laughs> so so ryan reynolds he writes to me and then he invites me to see a premiere of some movie that just in a bar type of thing and i meet him and he's super nice and we chat a bit and that's one of the things where i think oh yeah maybe me and ryan Re yeah. if I, like if i was more charming i'd own a third of wrexham right now but <laughs> <laughs> but I, so what happened was so Brad Pitt paid me weatherman. Sure thing, Jim. On the Jim Jeffrey show, when he stopped being my weatherman, they literally the show was like this. Who else can you get to be the weather person? Luckily, like Seth Rogen did it for yeah. one one other episode. That's right, Jim. But I was like, ah, I kind of know Ryan Reynolds. Right, <laughs> I was like, so I wrote to him, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And then I kept on. I think I pushed a little bit too much. 
And then I was like, I think the last text message was like this. I'll take your wife. I don't even need you. I'll have a weather lady. I'm running out of options here. <laughs> the yeah. show's about to be cancelled. I need, I need something, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and did she do it? No, no. I've, I, don't th- I don't think Ryan Reynolds follows me anymore, nor have I been invited to a Wrexham game. So I, I pushed too hard. It's a tough one. Yeah, I could have. But then, you know, uh, what were we going to do? Hang out? I don't know. Yeah, I, it, at a certain... What do you think's the age of no return on friendships? It gets difficult after 30, but yeah. it gets really difficult after 40. You can still move country at 30. You can yeah. you can move to another country and meet some people and that type of stuff. You'll have to get some people who... You know, the easiest people to make friends with are the childless. Childless people you can make friends with very <laughs> yeah, easily. Yeah, they got nothing going on. They're, they're up for lunch. Yeah, fuck. And you want to hang? You want to take a walk after? Like, <laughs> there's a lot of time. But, but the child folk, yeah, they're. Uh, oh no, you can't. Uh, you, you, That's you, I, I. And I agree with them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've got. A, when you have a baby, that's you for friends until that child's like seven. Yeah, that's yeah, you. You can't get you go. But no, I have a two year old at home at the moment, and I have some people that are like, "Hey, can we get dinner sometime?" I'm like, "No." I've got I've got going to work and this kid, you know what I mean? Yeah. You get like 12 date nights a year and me and my wife use them on each other. Sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like to make sure our marriage yeah, is like, good. Hey, are we still stuff. married? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we renew this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why we started talking about um, Ryan so, Reynolds, but oh, the gun control bit. Gun, yes. gun control. And that, yeah. That's uh, you were going to be friends with Ryan Reynolds. What happened to you? Why did you not get uh, be friends with him? You just I invited him, him on back. here. Oh, you invite him on here. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know. You that's, follow me. You clearly and like Letterman did it, and Le- like you know, big every pretty much most big Seinfeld's going to do it. Like I don't know. It doesn't seem out of the question. No, it doesn't seem out of the question. And then and then sometimes people will surprise you, and they'll they'll do yeah more than you think they're going to do. Yeah, it's it's like like Brad was my weatherman. I thought that would be a big enough calling card that I could get someone else. To yeah, somebody up now. <laughs> No, I know it is a one-off. <laughs> I'm, I'm mates with Russell Crowe, and uh, Crowe was like, he had a very, he said he'd do it, but he had a very exact view on what type of weatherman he wanted to be. <laughs> a little too, not, he was being well, an actor. It never, worked, an it never, worked, out, never worked out in our schedules, but he, he was going to do it. Yep. Um, all right, more blocks. All so right. not coordinated, not co- a well, punchline. Okay, so also the, the coordinated thing, as I said, I won't do Strictly Come Dancing. But also, I won't do many other reality shows. I get asked to do I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here in Australia, the Australian version yeah. of that, where you go into the jungle. And it's like, I don't, especially with like, you know, we said about the autism, how we're low on the, I don't know if we mentioned this before, the podcast or whatever. I don't know if I want my personality filmed for 24 hours. In desperate, in dire straits. Like who wants well, to- Why I'm hungry. Yeah. My wife hates me when I'm hungry. I fast for like two days a week and she just ignores me those days. Like I'm not, I'm not a nice person. How long? I do two full days. Of nothing. Why? Mondays and Wednesdays. And have you lost weight and all that? I'm, I maintain. Look, man, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't drink. <laughs> look, man, well, are you going to be like, are you going to be cool or not? <laughs> Tickets, always stressful. 100% of the time. Chaos, you feel like getting ripped off. It's a problem. It's stressful, and you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. 
Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Let's go on the app right now and, and see if I can think of anything funny to say about these people. Depeche Mode. In high school, there was like a group of kids who listened to Depeche Mode. The goths. So I kind of stayed away. But as an adult, come on. No one's watching. I can listen to whatever I want. And Depeche Mode, great singer. I think a unique sound. What would we call it? The Smiths, but more synth. The synths is what I call them. Didn't it seemed also a little fancy back then? Depeche Mode just felt like. So now I'm I'm a little more sophisticated. and I can listen to Depeche Mode and enjoy saying the name like any like any old name. The Eagles are coming. You want to talk about hits? Okay, let's talk about it. I'm not afraid to talk about hits. One of the highest selling albums of all time is the Eagles' greatest hits, and there are probably 15 songs on there that are like, oh, this is an amazing song. They got a bunch of singers, so it's like sometimes Don Henley will sing. Sometimes Glenn Fry will sing. They all had big solo careers afterward. Nothing bad to say about the Eagles. It's like a timestamp of L.A. where there was like a big Western theme in the 70s. Everything was a little more Western in the 70s, let's be honest. Rolling Stones. I think I saw them once. They're too old for me, and I'm old. But I think you should maybe go see them in your life. I saw James Brown once, so I don't, I don't have to tell you shit. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Look, they're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And as I always point out, even an hour after it starts. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code BLOCKS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code BLOCKS for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices. And you know what, guys? We're going to guarantee it. Give yourself the gift of insane savings this holiday season with Mint Mobile's best wireless deal of the year. Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile and pay any three-month plan, you'll get another three months for free. That's six months of premium wireless service for the price of three. Mint Mobile lets you order and activate from home while saving tons on private plans starting at just $15 a month. Seriously, I can't think of a better gift than turning an overpriced wireless bill into just 15 bucks a month with Mint Mobile. I, you know, guys, I've been lying to you. I said I use Mint Mobile. I didn't. I owe you an apology for that. But what I will say, I believe I made up for it on all fronts because I, I switched to Mint Mobile. I literally did it. For me, two, I got two phones because I've lost my phone in foreign countries and you're fucked. So I have a second phone. And my mom. So I ordered it. They sent me the chips. And I switched every phone individually. They have a that you can call the customer service line. They walk you through it. It's super simple. I think phone chips used to be more complicated. Now it's just like boop, you slide the tray out, you put a new chip on, and you slide it back in, and you're on the phone with Mint Mobile, and they turn your service on. It was easy. I'm probably gonna save three phones. I'm probably gonna save a thousand bucks. I don't know the exact, but don't quote me. You do the math. Um, that used to be a big punchline in the 80s. They'd go, you do the math. And I'm very happy I did. I haven't noticed a drop-off in service at all. It's great. It's like shockingly easy. So I recommend you do uh, the same. 
and I got this deal. And I did promo code Neil. I hope they I hope I get credit for it. Mint Mobile's best offer of the year is here for a limited time. Buy any three-month plan and get three months free. By going online only and eliminating the traditional cost of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings on to you. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and switch easily and effortlessly with eSIM. I actually did the hard SIM. Don't worry about it. Or if you need a new device, for a limited time, get six months of free service when you buy a select device and plan. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. It's legit a great deal. For a limited time, buy any three-month Mint Mobile plan and get three more months free by going to mintmobile.com slash N-E-A-L. That's mintmobile.com slash N-E-A-L. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash Neil. I'm telling the truth. I don't drink, right? Yeah. But my vice that I still have left is piggery. I, I, I... Get high, and then I just eat whatever I want. And I do that about two times a week. You know what's great about piggery? It sounds medieval and racist. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty great. Hard to do. And sexist. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you're, you, so you just, just, you like to eat, you piggery. I come from a long line of fat folk, right? Okay. I have fat genes running through my veins. Right? You wear it pretty well though. I never thought gyms I, I fat try to comedian. I try to keep try to keep it all right for TV, you know what I mean? If Oh, you lose if, weight before. If not for TV and specials, I might be really fucking fat. You yeah. know what I mean? So at the moment I'm trying to starve myself because I know Christmas is coming and I'm going to eat eat to shit there and I'm going to yeah. gain weight there and and so I I I I have two speeds with anything. I'm all in or out. You know, and so yeah. it was the same with drugs. So you're all in on food. It was the same, yeah. And so I, it's like with food, I'm all in and on the day, except for the days when I'm all out. How did you? And then get... I just, I don't acknowledge that food exists. <laughs> how did you get? What inspired you to stop drinking and doing drugs? And what? How was the process? I've been dishonest about this in the past. Okay. And said, you know, so I've given up drinking. This was my. Th- Third or third real attempt. Mm -hmm. The other time, one time I did it for a year. The other time I did it when I started the Jim Jeffries show and I did it for about, I did, well, no, I wasn't the star of the Jim Jeffries show. I was already drinking for the first two seasons of, do we have two, three seasons? Do we do three? The first two seasons of the show I was drinking. Then I got in a bit of trouble with my drinking. And then last season, so I could pretty much keep me job, I stopped drinking. And then once I lost that show, and not that anyone was threatening to take my job, but I just knew that what was it wasn't great. I know what, I know where I was headed. Yeah, and then I gave it up when my wife was pregnant um, in a bit of solidarity, and then uh, because I'd went out a couple of times and got drunk it, 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 during COVID, I couldn't drink. I, I was drinking at home and doing fine, and then when we had that, I was doing like supernova, and it was like one of the first times I was out of the house, and I was like, I'm gonna. I haven't been out of the house I'd in two years. I'd be a fool not to. I'd be. I got to indulge, yeah. right? So I got wasted and I got embarrassing on stage. Slur. Couldn't remember my jokes. Then went out. Didn't know where I woke up. Type of thing. Like just embarrassed. 
and the blacked out the whole time. Now, I used to brag what a great drinker I was, and it turns out I wasn't a great drinker. I was a terrible drinker. I was a sloppy drinker. I was just really good on cocaine. <laughs> 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 and so while I was doing cocaine- And you would have the coke to, to, so, to drink more. To sew me up yeah. so I could drink more. Yeah. Then I could stay on stage and this type of thing. So I, I didn't drink and do cocaine every day. I just did it every day I worked. And okay. I was working a lot. And and so so then I I thought I'm at an age where if I keep taking cocaine, I'll have a heart attack and I'll fucking die. And I've got yeah. young kids and that's not fair. Yeah. Right. So I gave up the cocaine and went and I'll just drink these days. And it turns out I get drunk off like three drinks, sloppy. That's so just, funny. Oh, like this. Like I'm a different I can't even fake it. I can't fake sober. And so I was so sloppy. People were like, he's out of control now. And I'm like, I've never drank less. This in my is life. the best control I've had. I've yeah. given up cocaine, but I couldn't brag about, hey, everyone, I'm just a drunk. Yeah. And that wasn't a good enough brag. And so I was trying to do that on the TV show. I wasn't doing drugs, right? I didn't do any drugs during the time of the Jim Jeffrey show. And then I, I was drinking and getting sloppy drunk. And so I went, oh, I got to knock that on the head. And then when I knocked that on the head, now I don't smoke at all. And that was the hardest one. The thing about giving up drinking. You remember Attell? You probably didn't know him, but he stopped. I know David Tell. No, but back then he yeah. stopped drinking so he could stop smoking. Yeah. He was like, I can't. I'm, And I don't even know if he has stopped smoking. But that was, he. I don't think he drinks anymore. But I did, I did the nasty show with him in Montreal. And I remember I, it was the last year that he drank. And then he stopped drinking. And then I think he still smokes. Yeah. But the cigarettes for me, I went on to the vaping. And then the vape, which I look back on it now, it's the least cool activity on earth. Is it? There's something about so it. many people vape in London. I was astonished by it. Well, yeah, yeah, they used to all bloody smoke. Okay, part of the reason I took up smoking in any way was I never, I never smoked really during my teen years. I had a couple of cigarettes here and there, type of thing. And then in my twenties, um, I was living in London, and they brought in a smoking ban. And that's when I decided to start really getting into cigarettes <laughs> because that was the best way to meet girls. The you, smoking pit. You're in, you're in London. The, the, everything's mashed in, right? Yeah. And it's raining and you have to smoke outside. They give you an awning. Yeah. That's about this big. Yeah. And you're all standing underneath it and you can walk up to a girl and go, do you have a cigarette? Or they walk up to you because yeah. women just get free cigarettes, sure. right? They're all walking up to you going, can I have a cigarette? Can I have a light? And all of a sudden, you, do, you there's no music playing. Yeah, you have to connect with them. You have to talk. And you're like, and also. And I, and like, to, you'd be, it would be weird not to talk to them. If weird, you're just standing you stand there, there like. Yeah, so you, you all of a sudden, you're chatting. And it, it was the easiest way to meet yeah. girls, right? Also, and I look, 20 ladies who smoke out there. But if if she smokes, she's normally up for it, right? Yeah, she's a little, <laughs> a little reckless. <laughs> More, she's yeah, a fun, more, more adventurous fun person. Yeah. She's willing to put her life on the line every, or daily. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's a fun girl. Yeah. Yeah. So, great. So I was Thank always. You. Thank you again, ladies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm fond of uh, smoking ladies. Yeah. I totally agree with you. <laughs> um, if she's willing to court cancer, she'll, she'll take an HPV. You exactly. know what I mean? You know if, what I mean? If, if she's not scared of cancer, she Tell, hates... What's the difference? I'm, I'm a delight next to cancer. Yeah. Yes, um, you are much safer. <laughs> Condoms for what? For what? You're, yeah, you're 
putting cancer willfully in your body. <laughs> um, yeah, so so giving up. The, but the thing is, you give up the cigarettes. And okay, you give up drinking. People throw you a fucking parade. Yeah. Every time I've put it like I'm, I'm heading into year three now, and I don't think I'll ever drink again. I don't want to drink again. Yeah. I don't. The other times I was white knuckling it. This time I'm not. Right. But never say never. You know. Uh, why? What's the What's the difference between now and the other times? Weed. Okay. Yeah, weed without yeah. legalization of weed, and I, I, I'll never put anything into my lungs again that isn't air. I'll yeah. never smoke weed. What do you do? Edibles. Edibles. Yeah. Just and also just changed my life. It made me chill out a lot more, and you know, I. I do you have anxiety? I have a lot of anxiety, and then, but I, I think okay, so. The weed made it worse for a bit. You got to fight through that until you <laughs> until you can realize yeah. that oh, this is the drug doing this or this is the whatever. But it does help me chill out. You know, yeah. I tell you what, I can watch movies with my kids. You can. I we on weed, yeah. I watch cars. Sure. I watch fucking planes or any of the yeah. Pixar things. Um, I always think that about like Dane Cook. Dane Cook was the voice in Planes. I'm up for it. And a lot of people like to shit on Dane. I, I, he's always been. Perfectly, I could name five great jokes in his. Yeah, perfectly nice to me. Yeah. Right? And and he, he's a he's a. Uh, I, I always have a soft spot for Dane because uh, Planes was my two year old's favorite movie, yeah. three year old's favorite movie, and he left voice messages as the as oh the wow. Plane. Fantastic. Like he did that. And so I was yeah. like, all right, I got a call from Dusty Crop Hopper here. And the kid was just, it was like the best gift that I've ever given a child. Like like the kid just couldn't fucking believe it. That Do yeah. Dusty Crop Hopper was calling, talking to him by name and all that type of stuff. Did you see the Albert Brooks documentary? I have not yet. I'm going right. to watch it. Yeah, it's great. But he was, he's fucking Nemo's dad. Nemo? So his kids go to the premiere and- Basically, the Nemo gets kidnapped or lost or whatever, yeah, yeah. and the kids are like, "I'm his kid," <laughs> and they're freaking out. Oh no! It's, it's fucking. But it, but I'm sure, like at a certain age, it was like excellent. I got, I do a voice of a Tasmanian tiger in a movie called Extinct, which is on. Sounds Netflix. scary. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's but it's like an animated thing. Yeah. Years ago, we almost died. Uh, Henry Winkler's in it. Great. Adam Devine. Fantastic. Uh, Zazie Betts. I've never met yeah. any of these people. You yeah. don't meet them all. You just do your voice. Yeah. And you, Reggie Watts is in it, I think. Anyway, so so uh, uh, my son's fascinated by that, by me doing a voice in a cartoon. He can't talk yet, but we just turned that on for him, and he just sort of stares back. Yeah, and so, yeah. yeah I'm sure it's very weird. Well, it's, it's, it is nice to have one piece of work that your children can see. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, I, 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 just now my 11-year-old He's obviously Googled me or whatever, and he now sort of is now getting what what type. Of, he's always known I, I made people laugh for a living. Yeah, like that I'm disgusting, like that I'm whatever, whatever edgy. I don't know what the yeah, term yeah. is. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. What I mean, yeah, that I'm one of these off color people. I, where it's, did he think you're funny? Oh yeah, my son thinks I'm funny. Yeah, yeah like yeah. but bits like at home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, no, I, I, me and me and that kid, we just uh, he's my best mate. Great. Me and that kid, we just hang out all day. I, I, I couldn't think of anyone's company I'd prefer to have than, than my than my eleven. What is what about it? Obviously, the first thing is like because you're an egomaniac and you like half of <laughs> you like a thing. It's half you, and it but uh, it can't. I'm assuming that's that's not the energy I'm getting. Well, it, it's a lot of it, a lot of it's also that I can't believe how good a kid he is. 
because I, I I don't my parenting isn't up to the standard of who he is as a person, right? Like <laughs> yeah, his like you didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, like he just came out just a good dude. Yeah, just that's how he just came into the world. Just a I kind of think they. A lot of people say, like, you come who out, they are, you, they're just from day one. You, you, I reckon it's 80% just, and then 20% what your parents do to you. Yeah. Yeah. And which leads me to one of my other, my abusive mother. Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> you, you're a guy who understands the format. Go. <laughs> I, uh, uh, yeah, so my mother died four years ago. And uh, we we made peace with each other before she died. What was the bottom of the relationship? Like where you were the most like kind of fuck off? My mother was physically abusive throughout my childhood to to the extent that I, there was times I went to the hospital with injury and had to say I fell off my bike, you know, like like that level. Yeah. And I got two older brothers and they, we all deal with it sort of. It's like being in combat. We, 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 when we get together, we couldn't be three more different people and we love each other, but we don't always all get along at once. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we, we, we have love. From a family of 10. Yeah. So I get it. Right. So, so, uh, but when we do get together, it's like old war stories. Yeah. It's like we have a bond because of that lady that we can't, no one else quite understands. Yeah. Our wives don't understand it and all that type of stuff. But we Was we, your dad out of the picture? No, my father's still alive. My father's 83, 84 years old. But when you were when you were young. Yeah, he was still there. He spent a lot of time on the roof. My father like I, I've owned a, a house for eight years and I haven't been how, on the how roof. How much <laughs> you I haven't been on the, the roof, roof yet. <laughs> I haven't been on the roof. Would he would we drink, smoke? Just he just was up there coding it or something. <laughs> He it was a flat steel roof, and and he 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 would when you were two or three you'd go up in this roof. It was like a because it was it was one of those houses on stilts. Off the edge was a big drop, you know, and he would tie a bit of rope to your belt and a bit of rope to the TV antenna so you could get right up to the edge. And I I still don't I was up there with him and I still don't know what he was doing. He was doing something, but he was he still goes he rings me now at eighty four and goes. I'm going up onto the roof. If you don't hear from me, if I don't call you in two hours, it means I've fallen off. And I'm like, why don't you call one of your sons in Australia? Why am I? <laughs> what am I meant to do at two hours? Look at my watch and go, that's the end of day. God damn, it's so, it's so, did he, was she abusive to him in a way? Well, he, this is why I got to watch. Was he passive? This is why I got to watch what I say because yep. he, I believe she was abusive to him, but. He, he doesn't think so. He doesn't look back on it like that. Yeah. He goes, what a wonderful marriage and what a wonderful woman, how wonderful she was. Yeah. And he's rewritten history a little bit. Yeah. You know, he, he hero worships her a little bit now that she's gone. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm going to cook one of your mum's old recipes or something like that. She wasn't even a good cook, man. I don't know what you... <laughs> so he was, do you think he was passive? Because I'm, I have that with my brothers and sisters because I talked about my dad a lot mm. in Three Mics and- a lot of them didn't like it because they remember it differently. Uh, yeah. Or so, whatever. They or they internalize it differently. Well, I, I say this on stage, but it's like so so my mother, right for the last ten years of my father's life uh, my mother's life, when my father went to talk, my mother would go, Shut up, Gary, you're an idiot. Like this, right? Just, just, just straight up, shut up, shut up, shut up, right? Anyway, my mum was dead for about three days before me and my brothers got together and went, Mum was doing some good work there. Because it turns out we hadn't heard one of my father's opinions for a decade. 
<laughs> she was dead. She was of service. <laughs> she, That's very she was funny. helping out society, man. Yeah. They, he's got some thoughts. He's got some thoughts, right? Are they like uh, Cliff Clavin thoughts? Little Q-on on E. Yeah. Little, little, like you, 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 big Trump guy. Yeah. My dad, we didn't know. Big Trump guy. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, look, he grew up in rural Australia. I think his appeal with Trump is that my dad's of that. My dad doesn't even agree with what he says. He just enjoys saying, seeing an old bloke saying whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. That's the I think appeal. that's 80% of his appeal. Yeah, yeah. Is like this, everyone's lying. Yeah. And I'm also lying, but I'm calling out the other liars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, like if you, it's like yeah, it also, yeah, it's, politicians, it's also, you know, this isn't rehearsed. Yeah, I mean, there's no teleprompter. There's no. It's with Trump is like people have been lied to by politicians forever, and and it's like uh, if if you had like termites and you had the people come out fix the termites and they never killed the termites, mm. and then for five termite people in a row, and then someone says, "I'll come out to the house." And I'm not going to get rid of the termites, but I'm going to make fun of the other people who said they were going right. to. And, like, the, and people are like, great. I don't, they're not getting rid of the termites anyway. Sh do a roast of the other termite people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So with the mom thing, so, how do you make peace with her? Okay. So my mom, what the, okay. There was a lot of verbal abuse, but there was, there, there was several uh, physical, mo she would, if you did something wrong, she would let you think, that everything was okay and that you weren't in trouble and then she'd wait till you were asleep and you could get woken up being being slapped or she would go into rage and she would just like destroy your bedroom just smash down the bookshelf and the wardrobe and the thing so it was just like a pile of stuff and you'd be like six or seven years old and then she'd go clean this up and it'd be like four in the morning. And I just, I, that was worse than being hit that. Yeah, because it's totally confusing. There was a panic and you were, you were asleep and you were meant to go to school and you, and you were on top of this pile of just mess. And you, <laughs> then she'd calm down and she'd go, that's okay, you go to bed, mummy loves you. And oh, I'm sorry, mum, I'm sorry. Like you were just so happy just to have that come back to you. Yeah. That she loved you. That, that, and then the next day, that would be the cleanest your room would ever get because she would have remorse, I guess, and yeah. have, to have to clean up the whole thing. But she would just, just trash your whole space. What do you think her why? She once, she once hit, hit me with a, a belt buckle end of a of a of a scout belt. They got like a real big yeah. thing, you know, that type of thing. And so I, I always I was a little angry with my dad for years for not physically stepping in, but he was just getting through it as well. But the the, the she was a school teacher at my school. Right, so everything in my life is. So you definitely couldn't tell the teacher. <laughs> everything in my life had, comes from my relationship with this woman. Every every everything that I believe that that's good, and I believe everything that um, or paranoia and self hate or all these type of things comes from her as well. Right, and so so I don't believe I'd be as successful as I am without her, and uh, I believe I wouldn't need therapy without her as well yeah right and so it's a lot so i have a real i'm really conflicted about even saying mean things about her now because she, she put a good work ethic into us yeah and both me and my brothers are all successful and we grew up dirt poor we you know we, mm. we grew up poor you know yeah not making it dirt poor but we, we, my mother was a casual school teacher my father was a carpenter and we you know and so 
So, and my, my brother now is very high up in the police force and my other brother developed shopping centers all around the world. Great big shopping. Like, you know, we've all done all right for ourselves. Yeah. And so we, all three of us credit her and it, it was, there wasn't, there wasn't an option for, option for failure. And if you were a failure, you're a loser or this or that. She, she was very like, would get right into you, get into your psyche, you know, and tell you that you're a pig. And it, it was so weird because she was like 300 pounds and she didn't move. And, and it was this big fat lady that would take up the whole living room, right? Always fully reclined in this little tiny <laughs> living room. Like the, the lazy boys fully reclined in this little living room. And, and Hank's mother, Kate, she met him. My wife never, never met her. But uh, Kate was like, why are you so scared of this man? She goes, why are you so scared of this, of this, of this lady who can't move? And then when she said that, I was like, what am I scared of? Yeah. She was like a Bond villain that controlled everyone's life from a chair yeah. with disappointment and this like, and everyone so eager to please. You know, I, I always, my father's one of the funniest people I've ever met. I'm including other comedians. And, uh, but he sort of, he gets into a room and you don't know he's there type of thing. Right. My mother has all the stage presence in the world and nothing to say. Yeah. And so it could have, it could have gone got, the other way. Right. Could have gone the other way, right? My mother, I swear to God, if she walks into a room, everyone shut, shut, shut up. But no matter what the room, just sort of a bit scared. People that don't know her. Yeah, people that don't know her. She had a presence about her that, that she, she stopped everything. If you're at a dinner party and then my mother would go, I have a joke. And you go. <laughs> and everyone would just, everyone would put down their cutlery. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She had that going on. I mean, my, my first thought is how did it affect your relationship with women? Are you like okay, very so docile? I have, okay, so I've said some misogynistic things on stage, right? Oh God, I'm going to get in trouble for you. All, this. Yeah, okay. I've said some misogynistic things on stage, and obviously, I, I mean, I'm I'm joking about that. You know, I'm telling jokes. I don't believe all of it. You know, right? But my abuser was a, a fat woman. Yeah. To this day, when I meet fat women, I do have a little bit of trepidation yeah about it i have i have a little bit of ptsd i have I, I have a a um um i have a stereotype that is not completely fair and it's my problem right but totally but, understandable but if you had if if you met a woman who was abused by a father and he, and he had a mustache and he was abusive yeah. and all that type of stuff she wouldn't want to he wouldn't want to marry a guy with a mustache. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's where I'm at with the whole thing. So you have to marry well weighted, like the, the <laughs> correct weight. <laughs> you have no choice. It's, look, I know I'm in, my, I, I know I'm in no, trouble but already. No, no, no. But what you just <laughs> said in reverse, everyone is on their side. Yeah. But if it's, if, I, if, I, if my, a woman says, I don't want to marry a guy with a mustache. The, the abusive relationship. Okay. So my auntie was also a big fat woman and. My cousins had problems with their mum. You know, they're what I mean? both. They, they were both pain in the ass human right. beings and piggeries. Piggeries, piggeries, <laughs> and so that's the whole thing. That's part of the reason as well that I, I I have to fast because if I if I dislike I can't get fat right because yeah, then, that, you're that, just that, then, I'm, then I'm her. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, yeah. So so it's yeah. She's, what about relationships beyond the size thing? Like if a woman severely abuse you the, the the worst thing i can say to my wife in an argument is you just like my mother yeah that's like if i'm really digging in the hills yeah. in an argument yeah if we get into an altercation i say oh you're, you're just like my bloody mother 
the things you say like that. She's never met my mum, but she knows fights on if I've said that. Is that? <laughs> and my mum's my mum my mum's name was uh, Carolyn, and my uh, my son's very my eleven year old's very funny with his mum. Right, if his mother gets all worked up and angry at him or something like this, he'll go. All right, Carolyn. <laughs> it's like great. She's become like synonymous with like painful people. So when you say, why would you <laughs> say that to your wife? Uh, if we're having an argument and she said something to me, you know, I, I'm very sensitive to words that are said to me. I'm like, you know, I, I have a thick skin when it comes to like sort of stand up. I'm confident yeah. enough in the knowledge that I'm funny that if you yeah. tell me I'm not funny, I don't give a fuck what you think yeah. if you think I'm not funny or – or that you don't think I'm the best comic in the world or what, you know, I'm all right with that, but you can hurt me pretty easily if you know me and you're, yeah. you're my wife. You can She say, knows where to She where knows, to yeah. She, she, but she, my wife's a wonderful person. She's, uh, I, you, you marry into the family, right? And it's like I, I have like these new people in my life that, that I never thought I'd have. I, a mother-in-law that I adore. I adore my mother-in-law. I, I talk to my mother-in-law on the phone quite often. Just just kicking it. Yeah. Well, also my mother-in-law is only like like nine years older than me or something. You know what I mean? So it's 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 you know um, we're we're close enough in age that it doesn't you know we yeah but yeah me and her we chat and stuff yeah. like that. I like when she comes and stays in the house and all that. I, I I kind of enjoy that. You know, my dad's old old now. You know, so so he's just, but when I think about my dad, my dad's like the same age as Biden, and my dad hasn't lost his marbles, but I wouldn't put him in charge of taking care of a bit of paper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's like, how does Biden? How the fuck do we have these people? I don't, I think I mean I'm stupid in that I think Biden's mentally acute, but it, but it doesn't it doesn't but matter. He, but the shuffling doesn't help. This it is the thing: he can be mentally acute and all that sort of stuff, but you still have the opinions of someone in their eighties. Yeah, you still grew up really not knowing how to use a computer. Really, you know oh I mean? yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like there, there'd still be things like right, but then Trump's cutting things out of the newspaper. My father does that. <laughs> my fa my father is never like he grew up like quite poor and he never received gifts as a kid or anything like that. And then my my ten year old got like I got a letter from Granddad. Right, I'm like, you got a letter from Granddad. Let's open it up, right? Yeah. And inside it is my father saw a cute picture of a koala. And my son always said how much he likes koalas. Yeah. He's in Australia. You saw I saw a cute picture of a koala in a magazine and cut it out for you, and then mailed it to America. Yeah. We can Google cute, cute koalas yeah. all day. Yeah. And so like, my son's like, "What do I do with this?" I go, "You keep it. Your Granddad gave it to you." <laughs> right? I don't fucking know. <laughs> or not. Or throw it away. Gifting is a no-brainer this holiday season thanks to the unmatched comfort and style of MeUndies. From undies and bralettes to socks and loungewear, MeUndies has the perfect gift for yourself or anyone else on your list. Even those hard-to-gift people. MeUndies has a holiday gift guide that makes it all super easy. I've received some underwear from MeUndies. People think that gifting someone underwear is too intimate but some of the best gifts i've ever gotten in my life were underwear which is a it sounds sad when you say it but like i love it because i wouldn't indulge myself on new underwear jerry seinfeld used to do a joke that uh if it were up to men they would just wait till underwear gets so threadbare that they can blow it like a dandelion 
I so I'm all in favor. They got obviously they got options. They got the thing where your balls are cupped. They got uh, great actually soft fabrics. It's like I highly recommend. You get someone underwear, they're happy. Swear to God, everyone sh- feels like they don't buy enough underwear for them. A lot of people are like me, and they'll just be like, "I'm not going to buy it." The go- I believe the government should provide underwear, but that's my own thing. So they got styles out the yin yang. They from all black classics to fun, expressive prints. Meundies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to four XL. So a lot of bodies. So they're guaranteeing a flattering cut. For everybody. MeUndies has signature fabric that's as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. Knock out your holiday shopping today and get 20% off your first order, plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash N-E-A-L capital. That's MeUndies.com slash all caps N-E-A-L for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies comfort from the outside in. MeUndies. Hey, Neil Brennan here. Sometimes I lie in these ads, not lying about Dr. Squatch. They sent me a bunch, and I'm still going through my uh, allotment. Smells good, smells masculine, simple bar of soap, thick bar. The scents are good. It's good what it does to your skin. It's not overly chalky or overly sort of artificially moist. Mm. This is good soap. It's good soap. It's different than the traditional soaps on the street. They use high-performance natural products, 98% natural, OB certified, no harmful ingredients. Have you look, feel, and smell your best. They got a sensory experience in the shower and on your skin. It smells good all the time. This is the perfect holiday gift, stocking stuffer, or treat yourself purchase. Buy three soaps and get three soaps for free. That's $28 in savings, like getting each bar for $4. Offer only valid for new customers right now. Dr. Squatch is offering our listeners a huge savings. All new customers will get three free bar soaps plus free shipping with any purchase of three bars. Just go to drsquatch.com slash N-E-A-L to receive this buy three, get three offer. That's drsquatch, D-R-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H dot C-O-M slash N-E-A-L to buy three soaps and get three soaps for free. It's time to get all the daily routine essentials you'll need to start feeling good and smelling like a man, baby, today. <laughs> Woo! Anyway, I, we were saying about making peace with me, Mum. She she pulled me aside in the last year of life, and uh, she was out of the lazy boy. Well, <laughs> I've got a story about that. But she said she goes. I she goes. I can't remember much of it, but I assume you're telling me the truth. Right, because your brain blocks out mistakes you've made. Yeah, right. You, your brain protects you, so you don't fucking you're not miserable all day. Yeah, my mum only remembered one or two incidences, and I believed her. She didn't remember the rest. She only remembered being a good mum. You know what I mean? And so, so, so I couldn't really argue with that. And she goes, "But if you said that, I, I know I did it. I'm so sorry." And she cried and, and it took, like, obviously she was thinking about saying this for a long time and she, she did it very quickly. I need to talk to you. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, it, it, the weight off my shoulders of, of being angry at this person or, you know what I mean? It didn't, yeah. it didn't matter anymore. And then as I said, just an old lady. And so, so I, 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 this is, I'll tell you the story of how she died. Cause I, I think this speaks to her as a person type of thing. Cause all right, so so 
she kept on falling over all the yeah. time. She, okay, I'll, I've got. They one. really do become like kids. I mean, where it's like the stories are the same. I have a, I have a, I have one sentence that makes me sound really old. Right, my mother had polio. <laughs> right. Yeah. So she still had post polio syndrome. So she had like sort of rickety joints and stuff like that. And she spent like a lot of her child. She spent like two years of her childhood bedridden, almost dying from polio. And that's when people visited her. And so my mother was always in hospital. She always found a way to get into hospital. I think she equated hospital with love because that's yeah. when she had the most visits. That's yeah. when people came and saw her and, and checked on her. Otherwise, people weren't coming to see her. So she kept on falling over all the time. And Australia, you know, public health care, the ambulance would come and lift her back up. And every, like once a week, we, we were getting an ambulance on the government's dime, right? And, uh, and then they were starting to say, if you keep doing this, we're going to have to get your section and put you into a home and all sort of stuff. All right, so, I went for Suddenly her balance cleared right up. Right. So, no, she'd fall over in the in the hallway in the middle of the night coming to bed because she only did one trip a day. <laughs> she'd, she'd come to the lazy boy and then yeah. she'd go to bed. Right? Yeah. She'd fall, she finished up her lazy boy work. She'd finished up a lazy boy day. <laughs> uh huh. She'd She was a night owl. I'd be like three in the morning. My dad goes to bed at like 9 p.m., She'd fall over in the hallway, Gary, Gary, Gary. My dad would have to come out and then like he couldn't lift her up. You know, he's an old bloke. So in the morning he would get all the old blokes, all, all the dads that I remember from my childhood, they're all old blokes. They all still live in the street. Great. They all come over and they'd prop her back up onto her feet, right? But um, they could, he couldn't call them till the morning. So she had to lay the whole night in the hallway. This happened several times, and my, my <laughs> like my, a corpse. Yeah, my my father would throw her a blanket and a pillow, right? Oh. And then my cop brother was like, "This, don't give her a blanket and a pillow because if she dies, you'll be seen as an accomplice." <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, funny. Like, you'll go to prison because of your generosity. Yeah. with the pillow and the blanket, right? Yeah. He goes, you have to get an ambulance. You can't just have you can't just have a 79-year-old woman sleeping in the hallway, right? In the What would he be guilty of? Of uh, neglect, <laughs> not calling an ambulance. Oh god, okay. You know what I mean? Things like that. But she didn't want to call the ambulance because he thought the government was gonna kick her out of the house. So she was just sleeping in the hallway wherever she fell, you know. Right? So so I I say to her, I go, I go, Mum. I said, you got to go to nursing home. Me and my brothers got together. I said, you, you can't. I said, you, 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 you can't get to the toilet, right? You need medical aid. Because there's so often that people are sort of painted as being like, and then they put their mother into a nursing yeah. home. And it's like in, in Asian culture, the old the, people uh, yeah. are revered yeah. where we just yeah, get yeah, the yeah. fuck out of here. You yeah. couldn't lift her up. She needed medical people. Yeah. She needed a bed with a chain and a thing. That's where she needed to be, yeah. right? For her polio. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so so, uh, so, so I said, look, mum, oh, it's on me. I said, you find the nursing home you want, right? Yeah. I, I assume she was going to find one that was close to dad so he could visit all the time, uh -huh. right? She's fucking trying to get into one with a view of Sydney Harbour. And I went, <laughs> all right, okay. I'm just, I'm not paying for views. Yeah. You get the nicest room you can get, right? Yeah. So we found a really nice nursing home. What's then, that cost, by the way? Well, this is the thing. They they can take it just out of your house. You can have you can do it rich or you can do it poor. Right. You can pay like the monthly like rent, which is, you know, like your three grand, four grand, like Australia five grand a month yeah. type of thing, right? And then you can have they can have just the cafeteria food and you can pay upgrade. for an extra upgrade. 
where oh we're having prawns tonight yeah oh, right <laughs> and uh, and my mum went I want this one this 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 home has a has a park and a, I go you don't walk now yeah. all of a sudden you're going to become an athlete in the nursing home yeah right so anyway eventually she picks one that she'll like and the nursing home's like this okay for the first month to two months you share a room. Because you got to wait for some cunt to die, right? <laughs> you don't go straight. They, they yeah. don't have empty beds. You, yeah. sh- you go in the two-seaters until someone dies, then you move into a room until you die, and then, yeah. you know, like it's yeah. how it goes. And my mother goes, if I have to share a room with a person, I'll kill myself. <laughs> and I'm like, this is everything I need to know about you. What if you make a new friend? What if you get a bit of company and you make a new friend? And she goes, no, I'll kill myself. How are you going to kill kill yourself? She goes, I'll roll out of the bed and break my neck on the floor. Then you'll just be a quadriplegic. Yeah, things got worse. (laughs) (laughs) Not a solution. The worst problem. And then then she's like, I'm going to go to the home. I'm going to kill myself. All right, okay, you'll go to the home. Eventually she fell over a few more times and she agreed. She goes, I do, I can't, I need to go into a home, right? And so the day came that my mother was going to go into a home and uh, she, at that stage, couldn't get in and out of cars, not because she was big. She just couldn't bend and be yeah. pulled out. And just, uh, so then ambulance came to take my mother to a hospital, to, to, to the home. This, this was the last time she was ever going to – she'd lived in that house for 51 years. That was the last day she was going to spend in that house. And she goes, before I go, I'd like to go and I'd like to go to the bathroom. Right, and they're like, so they help her. I assume she's been wearing diapers or something. I don't fucking know. But she, she, they put her in the bathroom. She has the walking frame in front of her. The ambos are standing there, and she goes to the bathroom on that toilet for the last time. Yeah. She stands up, and her shin just snaps like this, <laughs> like that. Blood starts pissing out all over the floor like this. Who breaks their leg in front of ambulance drivers? They were watching. <laughs> so they they rush over. They're straight in with with Valium or yeah. morphine. Yeah, they've inject. Boom! Now she's passed out, just laying there. Right, broken shin bone sticking out. Compound fracture. Compound fracture. She's just laying there. They can't lift her up. She's she's too she's dead weight. She's dead weight. She's too heavy. There's only two of them. They call another ambulance. Now we've got four ambulances. She's in heaven. You are, she's on morphine. There's yeah, medical and the, people yeah, yeah, around. Her. This is yeah. this is just this vehicles. Woo, woo, yeah, at the front like that. Yeah, yeah. Four people. They can't. They can't lift her. They can't lift her. They call a fire truck. So we now got two ambulances and a fire truck. Now the hallway. My mum was a bit of a hoarder. Had a few things stacked up. The hallway had gotten thinner over the years. <laughs> the firemen. They don't give a fuck about things like that. Yeah, they're just throwing shit out in the front garden. Just. How did she like getting her her room fucked up? Well, this she's on morphine. So yeah. like, my dad's like this. Oh bloody hell! <laughs> and he's he's looking at there's a blood stain out the front of the thing. Oh fuck me! Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to put this all back, right? Because mm-hmm. this is now just his home. Yeah. Right. So the ambos threw every the the the, the firemen threw everything out in the garden, and then they dragged her out. On, they put straps underneath her, and they dragged her out on morphine just yeah. like that. She gets into the she gets into the ambulance. They get take her to the hospital. They do surgery. They put pins in her legs, right? And I've just heard this in America. Yeah, mum's all right. She's broken her leg. She didn't make it to the nursing home. She's in hospital with pins in her legs. All right. And then uh, she got an infection in the leg. And then they gave her antibiotics to get rid of the infection, and that uh, killed her kidneys. 
And then they said, oh, you could go into dialysis or whatever. And she goes, let me die. And they're like, all right, we'll just keep on pumping you full of drugs. They're like, you've got five days, right, this. So I get to fly back right away while she's just, man, that's a good death. That's yeah. like- <laughs> I mean, you hate the leg part must have been awful. The leg part was awful. But what I found weird was so I sat by my mother's bed for four days. We didn't leave her side. I just sat there. And the doctor who did the surgery on the leg, he checked on it because that, that was his part of the job. Yeah. He came in and checked on it. And I'm like, it's like, it's like checking on the tires on a, on a fucking car wreck. Yeah. What are you doing, man? Of like a vintage car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a very old yeah, a car. car. It's gone off a cliff. The car had polio. Yeah, the car had polio. <laughs> and so, uh, 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 yeah, so that's how she part. And I was, I was by her side at the end, and it was, uh, it, it was, uh, it was very. I don't know. I, 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 have you lost a parent? Yeah, my dad. Okay, so were you there? No. I found it cathartic, but I also it was it was very hard, very hard to watch someone die over it. I was, I did, I was, I wasn't like when last breath, but I was there like two days before. I dated a girl, man. Oh god, I think I can tell this story. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. So I dated a girl many years ago, very nice girl, um, but her father was dying, and uh, we didn't. Uh, I, I was like ready to break up with her but then the dad's death was like three months away so i can't do it before then you can't do it three you gotta wait yeah. three months after the yeah. death as well. so i'm locked in about six months here or yeah. something like that you know what i mean and then he lasted like six months and i'm like oh god i'm in mean, this for a while and then and then i was i came to vi- she was sitting by his bed and i came to visit and he never liked me because he knew I wasn't going to stay around for the tournament. I came to visit and brought her food and he sort of just went <gasps> and stared at me and then died. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Literally like you walk in and the guy's dead five yeah, minutes later. Yeah. It's like, and then uh, the rest of the family wasn't there and then they all showed up and I had to sort of tell what happened. And you have to tell of, and but not get too like, <gasps> like not too graphic. But you have to be like, he was peaceful. <laughs> Just shit no, that wasn't necessarily true. None, none of true. them liked me as well. I was like 20 years old or something, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. I was like, yeah, he seemed yeah. happy. I, uh, yeah. Kept talking about you guys. Oh, yeah, Wish yeah, Wish you yeah. were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to be yeah. – being there, I don't, I don't know. Because they. you also – what do people know of their death? When did, what do they remember of it? Like After they're dead? After they're dead, nothing. Yeah. Right. But going up to the like, like to the is it just like endorphins going through, or is there like all right, it's a coming? Well, you know what that thing I heard uh, that thing where you release DMT yeah. when you die. Yeah. They the guy was like, yeah, but you also release like a lot of other shit. So it's not just like I'm uh, DMT out. It's like you release endor in, in like a lot of positive chemicals. Right. right so right. I think it's largely peaceful. I don't know why people want people there. Because it's like, hey, you know your greatest fear? Come watch it. Yeah, we're all dying alone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. when people go, you're done. What if if you don't get married, you're dying alone? It's like, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be very preoccupied. Yeah, I always say that to my wife. I'm like, she's got some years by herself. Yeah. She's got some definite years by herself. because, Because my wife's 13 years younger than me and a vegan. And I'm just like, do you want to live for fucking ever? Like, like my wife ha- has like, I'm drinking like 
plastic. Yeah. She'll only drink out of glass bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She won't use a frying pan with Teflon yep. because the chemicals yep. and this stuff. I'm like, all right, you're going to be living alone for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I'm not one of these people. I don't, hey, honey, if you're watching, I don't, I don't want you to be happy. <laughs> you know how after you die, everyone tells the wife, you should date again. He yeah. want you to be happy. No, no, no. No, be I, a deep, <laughs> horrible depression. I want, I want you to just miss me and never move on with your life. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I assume she'll probably remarry or something. I don't know. Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? You don't own her. When you're dead. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. I'm still curious as to how. Were you afraid of women? Do you think the mom made you more misogynistic? My, okay, so my 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 mother. Okay, so when I heard her car pull up every day, my body uh, shivered, like it was filled with fear. Yeah. To this day, if I hear a car pull up and a garage door making that noise, I go. Because yeah. I assume the fun's over or I'm in trouble yeah. or, 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 yes. or whatever. So the Tesla has really changed my life. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a lot less fear now on a yeah. daily basis. Like of your wife, girlfriend, yeah. the, it, it would the same if you... If I if I heard the car pull up, I would still... My, my initial reaction would be fear. And how and long that, would that, it last? Oh, it wouldn't be a few seconds. Okay. A few seconds. Well, you go, okay, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay, yeah. right? But as a kid, it would it would be like I was running around trying to cover up whatever I'd been thought yeah. I'd been and doing. Even wrong. if it was fine, yeah. And I I was always thought I was a real bad person as a kid. My mother was, and I look back, I was a pretty nice kid, I was yeah. a pretty gentle kid. I didn't get into too much trouble at school. I, you know, I, my grades weren't good or anything. But I think I would have had good grades if my parents didn't make us all. We that, my parents were more into us working than how we did at school, you know, having an after school job. I was working at McDonald's for like 25 hours a week. And then my parents were like, why haven't you done your homework? When? When? Like, I'm fucking 15. Yeah. I'm trying to kiss girls, go to school. And, you know, that's all I'm, I'm up to. I haven't got any other time to, you know, get in any other trouble. You know, so what did you ask, sorry? The the question was, how did it affect uh, your relationship with women? It, it affect, um, I've gotten better over the years. And with therapy, I've definitely gotten a lot better with the, uh, uh, I, 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 I had an unjust opinion on women, especially when I was in relationships, that they were bullies. That they were always trying to put me down or stifle me or something. And sometimes I need to be told off if I'm acting like an idiot or something. It wasn't that they were doing anything wrong. They were just, I wasn't being a very attentive boyfriend or a good husband yeah. or, or, or whatever. And so I, I have several times flipped an argument and just gone, oh, you're gaslighting me like my mother did. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the term gaslighting is well overused. I think I agree with you. Well overused. We're on a journey yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with gaslighting. Yeah, you're gaslighting. Maybe it's something that that person needed to bring up. Yeah. Maybe it's not gaslighting. Maybe that was something that's been playing on their mind that they want to resolve with you. Yeah. Right? There's another thing. When you said anxiety, it's like, it's like it feels like everybody I meet now is like, I suffer from anxiety. And it's like we're meant to have a certain amount of it. I'm, it's, you, 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 I was talking to Joe about trauma, the word trauma, yeah. right? I do a whole thing in my act now about it, I, but I've also pervaded. I've been my, most of my blocks, three mics are basically about trauma, right? Yeah. But now I see that it's so overused and it doesn't offer a way forward. It's just like, so trauma. 
Oh, yeah. And I have my trauma trophy case and that that trauma and that trauma. And it's like, yo, you got to get on with it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm getting anxiety at work. Yeah. Yeah, because you haven't finished How your job. How much money are they giving you? You haven't finished your job. That's yeah. why you got anxiety before exams because that's your body going, well, you better not fuck this up. Yeah. You better you better pay attention. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting fear into you because you need to fucking – you have it's like it's, before, an hour before you go on yeah people go do you get nervous i'm like i get very alert i'll say that i i, I don't i do get nervous but i but it's like yeah and i should i don't quintessentially get nervous but my body starts doing different things your body really has to pee about two minutes before my, you go I, on i i used to have to do a shit an hour before i have to pee right before i go on and my dick and balls my dick goes vunk, yep and my balls suck up yep and, and mine I, get bigger. Yeah, no, my my because you know what it is. I'm getting ready for a fight. Yes, and so it's it's it, they're tucking themselves away. Yes, right. Yeah, like, my buddy said you and stand up. You're just getting into a car accident every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every just in terms of like what it does to your body, and it's like yeah, and then they give you eighty percent of the door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're getting compensated for this thing, and you're getting a huge ego. There's just all positives oh it's a it's a wonderful job i i talk every now and again about quitting quitting and all this other stuff and i was going to retire for a moment there and i, I why thought, i just every special i did I was, they were getting shit on and, and i was like if you don't like my work i was getting it, it was getting to me and i i just i started to believe that maybe i wasn't as good as i used to be and if i wasn't as good as i used to be then i shouldn't be doing it at all you know and so and, and then, then sometimes I'll do a show and I'll go, "Fuck, I'm better than I've ever been. Mm -hmm. I've got tricks now that I've I've never, yeah, I, I've, I've never had." But I just sort of, I I didn't want to see the career die. I, I I wanted to be like Michael Jordan and walk away or whatever. But then yeah. what did he do? He came back and played for the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, he played <laughs> yeah for DC. And and by the way, if you look oh, yeah, at his numbers, yeah, they were great. Yeah, yeah, on DC because it was like ah, oh, it's a step down. It's like still averaging twenty three or twenty four points, like still nice numbers. Yeah, so I, I, I sort of, and I also I've missed a lot of my eleven year old's childhood. Yeah, that I regret. I can see that. That that to me seems like a legit. And it's reason. like it's like if I've got the money, and why why am I not just looking at my kids all day? Yeah, why I can before they don't want me to hang around with them anymore. Why yeah. wouldn't I take that opportunity? So what I've done now is I take all the summer off. Yeah. And so I've got all summer with them. And then I work every second weekend apart from that um, so that the week that I have my son, I'm on the road anyway, so I wouldn't see him any more or less right. than, than I would. But, you know, as I'm sitting here talking about my mother and father, is there a, a, a world where in 20 years' time my 30-year-old son's on a podcast – talking about how I fucked up. You know, so I feel like I sh I've got, you've got to be forgiven of your parents because yeah. what if you're not that bloody good yourself? I think I'm a good dad, but I, I yeah. You, uh, I'm not going to say you won't know yeah. until your kids are 25 or 30. Yeah, yeah. But you certainly seem into it. I, I, I think that there was an episode of Modern Family and, you know, when you watch like something like that and all of a sudden they say something that resonates with you. Yeah. And it was like, what kind of pussy am I? Yeah. <laughs> sitcom. Eighty percent of all parenting is just showing up. Just showing up. And it really is. 
You just got to be there. You got to be at the games. You got to be at the concerts. You got to be the thing. When they're upset, you got to take their calls, and you know what I mean. You, and you got to, you just got to show up. Yeah. It's like I'm not, I'm not the dad that, uh, you know, I don't get in the backyard with you and because I'm uncoordinated. Yeah, you can't do anything like that. I, You're I, just gonna. I, I try playing. I can come back and embarrass I you. I try playing catch with the kid, and I'm bloody breaking windows and stuff. <laughs> like, like, but I do yeah. it because I know that's a parenty thing you yeah. should do. But I, I, I'm uncoordinated, uh, and also, also with my flaws, I've got a bad temper. I'm insecure. Um, I've got the the spectrumy autism type of yeah. thing, so I sometimes I feel like I'm a bit. I don't clue in when when my kids need me at the right time. I don't I don't I don't know if I'm if I'm paying the right amount of attention to, in the right way. Does, Does your wife be like, go in there? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like someone's like, you, you go in there and oh, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've I've learned a few things. Like my parenting things is like you can talk to them in the car easier than you can anywhere else. Because it's not direct eye contact. Not direct eye contact. You can talk to them really well playing like Call of Duty or something if you both got headsets on. Do you have both boys? Yeah. So when my son's over at his mother's house, I'll, I'll still play video games with my son for about an hour a day. And then I chat to him more that hour yeah. than I do. Because we're like this, go around, shoot that person. So what happened at school? Well, that's no good. Oh, no, I'm sure you're all right. Maybe he was just having a bad day. Shoot that bloke. Yeah. Right, and so so that well, there's studies men don't like eye contact in in conversation. Like that's why men, according to these studies, would rather look at something, television. Me and my brothers also play Call of Duty together, and that's the closest we've ever been because we never rang each other up for chats. Yeah, we went through a a, a tragedy, you know. Um, recently, I, my nephew passed away, mm. and so you know now I'm. I, I feel like, you know, I love my brother very much. I love my, my niece and my, my uh, sister-in-law. They're all really good people. And, 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 uh, but I feel like now what do I do? Do I ring up and ask about my nephew? Do I ring up and check or, or do they not want to talk about it? Or am I just there? And so it's I, like when somebody's in a, in our line of work and is in a scandal. Yeah. When do you call them? Yeah, do yeah, you yeah. call them? Yeah, yeah. And, do they need and you? Do they, they need not? your help, or are you, or are you making this about yourself? Yep. By doing it, yeah. Um, so I just, you know, playing a lot of video games with him. Man. <laughs> Great. I'm playing a lot because it's still. I think video games are going to be now that I've seen more of the internet and AI and deep fakes and bots and all that shit. Computer games are video games are like extremely positive. Relative to that, I don't shit. Th- I, look. Look, I'm the gun control guy, and I let my kid play Call of Duty. Yeah, right. I I don't think I was I was playing around the backyard with toy guns. Bang, 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 bang. That's all I did. Cops and robbers, yep. man. Right. And uh, and you know, and also when I was a kid, guns, fake guns, looked like real guns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the appeal. Like, it, like you could do that in Australia, but now they have to be like orange with like a thing. Yeah, and- like not a gun. Guns are bad. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, but I, 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 so I don't think that. The, and also, in Asia, they have so much video, and they have no school shootings. And I don't want to get into the school. Yeah, shooting. yeah, of course. But, but no, I don't think video games are a bad thing. I think, I, I think with anything, you got to limit how much your kids can play them. What do you encourage? You encourage reading. 
in your kids? What do you oh, encourage? Yeah. See, I'm a bad reader, man. I'm just like No, I know. That's okay. So my father, you're dyslexic. My father was illiterate. Right? When yeah. I was born, my father had only just learned how to read. And when my brothers were born, my father was still illiterate. And my mother taught my father how to read. And my dad faked, he traveled around the world. Did your mother bring that up when she was cutting him off? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, You yeah. didn't read <laughs> until you met me. Well, Shut up. She didn't know that he couldn't read. He traveled the world as an illiterate person just for getting his glasses conveniently whenever he could fill out a form or something. Oh, bloody, I've lost me glasses. And if you, and someone would help, I can't, I'm blind. He, was, he had 20-20 vision. <laughs> and he, he, would, he would. Why was he illiterate? He grew up in a rural town in Australia. He was dyslexic. They got bored of teaching him, told him at 14 to go off and get an apprenticeship. He went off and became. So I've got an uncle who was university educated and all that stuff. It wasn't like just that our family didn't care. Just So he went off and became a carpenter and then no one checked in on his reading again. You know what I mean? And he just. Yeah, uh, yeah it is weird. Like somebody pointed out to me the reason uh, McDonald's has numbers. Yeah. It, and pictures yeah, yeah. it's for people that can't read yeah yeah i think tracy morgan told me that like <laughs> they just go like one let me get a two two i know two yeah and it's that picture that i want that thing and then you just go to your left and it says two and then that you've got food well he used to he used to uh sit on the on the on the veranda and read on the it. roof yeah we, well he used to sit on the veranda and read uh the newspaper like act like he was reading it to like like once and he a, could not read he couldn't read and so he'd be turning the pages waiting to see my mother like this <laughs> and he'd get a gist off some of the yeah. headlines he, he could pick a word or like very pigeon how, okay here's you have dyslexia on here how was your what is it what is what's happening when you look at words the beginning the middle's jumbled all right yeah, middles jumbled and this, you know. So when we did the Jim Jeffrey show, we had like a teleprompter and I had to read that. And then I basically started learning. Like I've never written any of my routines down. I've never written a joke down. I just sort of, you know, think of them and do them. And I, I don't, I'm not, I, I have a laptop. I haven't opened my laptop in years. I'm part of the writer's guild. I, every time I do it, write a sitcom, I've written all the sitcom episodes I've written. I've written word for word, but I've just laid down on a couch like I was in therapy and, and just talked it out and just talked out the whole script and come up with me head and then just gone straight through it, right? And uh, uh, so I, I, I'm not a big fan of reading. I host a game show at the moment in Australia. This is the one percent club. And it's all right because it's 15 questions over the course of an hour. I couldn't do a show with a speed round yeah. or anything like that. And I'm very interested in being a game show host now. I'm very interested in it. I, I, I like the job. It's the best job in show business. It's the best job in show business. That and band leader for a late night show. You're, mate, you're just giving away money, right? Yeah. People are happy to be on the show. Yeah. No one's getting into you for your opinions because right. you don't give them. Right, yeah. like I'll get in trouble for something I said here with somebody. Sure. Write something, yeah. and uh, you, yeah, what, yeah. You're in, you, you you can read it, or I'll read. It. Uh, I, I yeah. won't read it. Right, I won't. I know you're not going to read it. <laughs> I'm not going to read. Right, so so I I you can get, in, but when it's a game show, I read my comments about me being a game show host. I don't give a shit. 
that people think. Oh of yeah, like it's not. It doesn't say anything about you. No, it's it doesn't like, say anything. The way he it. took that answer showed a real lack I, of humility. But I tell you what, like I get because my my game show has fourteen to fifteen questions an episode. I see the questions before I go out there, so I'm pretty familiar with them when I'm reading them. So it's very easy for me to read. I've practiced them about three or four times before yeah. I've gone out there. I would have been a good host on. Is it cake? Or deal or no deal? Yeah, I was up for the new deal or no deal. Like I, I wanted to the uh, one that. Oh, who did it? Oh, I don't know who got the job. Got it. But it's coming out. Not Howie, you know. Not Howie, but yeah. the, the, like I, you know, when I say up for it, I put threw me hat in the ring. I probably wasn't even on the short list, but you know, what yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, but um, I, I did a game show, and it's in, very good money. I did a game show in Australia because I watch game shows. I, I, I still think it's one of the best bits of family entertainment you can have is a game show. Family Feud. Is a perfect TV Steve show. Steve Harvey is as talented a human being that's ever fucking lived. Once you've hosted a game show, then you watch the Mozart. That is Steve Harvey. Yeah, the way he laughs with it. Uh, yeah, it may not be, but what seems to be a genuine laugh. Walks to the camera when Walks somebody to the says camera something goes wild. Like this. A ho, a ho. Does a little side look. Yep. Yeah. With the audience. <laughs> Yeah. Right? He yep. fucking knows what he's doing. Yeah. And so so I'm like, I'm I've never met Steve Harvey, but I give him all the credit in the world, man. That cat he does he's a good game show host. Oh, so I did the game show in Australia because I, I applied for a few game shows out here and people just nah, you're the guy who says the sex jokes and yeah. gun control and you say cunt all the time. Because I'm sort of synonymous with one word, right? I, more yeah, than, I more, mean, you, yeah, more than any I, other. Not, I don't think of it, but if you it, now you bring if, it up, if, I'm like, if, yeah. If, if someone if, said, if, I comedian said cunt. Who was it? Yeah, yeah. So it's like I own a swear word more than most would say they yeah. own a swear word. You know yeah. what I mean? And so that's a double edged sword being sure. the cunt guy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, now, and now, but I'm, also they, they when comedians started hosting game shows, it was like what? It was not a serious job. No, no. Well, Drew Carey's living large, man. Yeah, fucking, and also you film these things. They're so in, quick in to blocks. film. Yeah, you can and you're film. just doing crowd work with people. Yep, and it, also you 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 get to watch someone win a hundred grand. Yeah, and and life changing amount of money for them, and they're yeah. crying and running around and stuff. It's great. Yep, wonderful feeling. Like I I don't I don't I want the contestants to win. I don't give a fuck about the budget yeah. of the network or anything like that. I'm I'm in it for the contestants because I think that if you show that the audience can see it at home and yep you know so I did the Australian one because I, I applied for a few American ones after my TV show and people could not see me as a game show host. But now the game show in Australia is doing really well. So who knows? But I would yeah. like to be a game show host or go back. To is it for the kids? Meaning to be around more? I don't want to do another uh, another topical show. Yeah. I enjoyed doing the Jim Jeffrey show. I thought we did some really good field pieces. I, I did too. I thought, like, my buddy Brian also wrote for it. Oh, just, but we love Brian. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, uh, so funny. Um, and, yeah, but their field pieces were good. The, we, we, we had some good... We, it, it looked hard. We were different from Oliver or anything like that. Yeah. We were more playful and jokey than the yeah. other shows, a bit goofier and all that yeah. stuff. But then... You know, you had to give your opinion on everything, whether you gave a fuck or not. So let's just talk. Okay, I'm happy to talk. Okay, so like, like immigration. I, I have no problem with trans people. I, yeah. I I believe that trans is a thing. Do I believe they need twenty pronouns? No. Yeah. But do I care? No. 
You have as many as you no, want. No, that's I I I'm doing a joke like where I'm like I have a pretty controversial opinion. I don't think about them that much. Yeah, yeah. I have a contra- I have an opinion that that you think's controversial that I don't care about. Yeah. And it was it was a lot of things and there's somebody dies or then you know, you know, sometimes it was easy. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, oh, this show's easy. Yeah. We all know what the opinions meant yeah. to be. Whatever. Yep. And then like how many pronouns? Oh, I don't know, six? No, you meant to have twenty. Ah, okay. All right, so I'm in trouble, am I? You yeah. know, and so so you so right now. Is the, the war in Israel? I don't want to be on TV all no. the time. Being, I want to make people laugh. You know yeah. what I mean? And 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 no matter what my opinion is, there's people who have the opposite one. Yeah, game shows don't matter. <laughs> game show, and I'd love to be back in sitcoms as well. Like that sitcom, just being able to like flex a different muscle, do some acting and stuff like that. Like, like what? Okay, what do you prefer? Do you prefer directing or do you prefer doing stand up? stand up right by a lot right but then i wouldn't want to be on a sitcom like i don't i can trick myself into thinking directing is impressive yeah stand up is objectively impressive to me like i don't ever okay, think so, I'll, I'll, so, I'll think it's like no big deal so our friend jimmy carr yes. said quoted you to me great right this is maybe a year ago or something. And I, I was having a bit of a crisis in confidence or whatever. And I was talking to Jimmy about something. And it was around the same time that Jimmy was getting canceled for the gypsy yeah. joke or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and he said, well, he goes, I was speaking to Neil Brennan. And he said that we're more rarer than brain surgeons. There's only about 40 people on earth that you would trust to listen to a special from, correct? Yep. He goes, well, there's more brain. And then... that." That that was like a domino that was pushed, and now I look at every occupation as how it compares to stand up. We're rarer than Premier League footballers. We're right. ra- we're rarer than NBA players. We're rarer than NBA legends. Yeah, we're rarer. I know, and I don't. And when I say that, people that think it's it. arrogant. No. It's like it's just we're very rare, yeah. and that's a that's a. I don't even think it's a responsibility. We're not as popular as NBA players. We're not. We're, people don't want to buy our merchandise and anything like that. Nope. Like we're more of a niche market. You should sell leather jackets. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but then you, it is when you think about it like that. You go, oh fuck, I'm not very good. There's comics who are better than me. Dude, you have imposter syndrome on here, and I almost don't want to talk about it because I think it's like, what are you talking about? Well. I think everybody has a. I mean, I get I, it, I, I but think, I, you're so clearly I like great. To think, I like to think, I think when it comes to stand up, I think, I think I'm quite humble, um, which is really braggy to say that. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, because statistically, I've 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 done about eleven hours of stand up. Yep. You know, at least mm-hmm. uh, recorded nine. Yep. So probably thirteen hours of stand up or something. You know, and. It's all been of a pretty high standard, and and I know I can get 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 on stage um, in front of a group of people and have no material on me and just talk and be able to entertain them for fifteen twenty minutes, mm-hmm. like even if, if no material, right? Yeah. And so a lot of comics, you know, good comics have that skill, um, but then I'm like, I'm not as good as what Pryor was, or I'm not as good as what who Bill Burr is right now. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there's there's a lot of you know. I worked with Louis C.K. and I was like not as good as Louis C.K. and all that type of stuff. And but at the end of the day, man, 
How far off? It's it's well, this Olymp- is, this, it's, is it's this is where sprinting. the arrogance this is where the arrogance comes in. I believe I'm good enough that I can be on the bill with anybody throughout history. I would agree with that. And I, I and I'm not going to say whether you go that guy's the best, right? But I, it won't look jarringly. It's ba- not going to be. You, it's not going to look jarringly soccer. bad that I'm yeah. on the bill. You're extremely coordinated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at comedy, you're yeah, not so going to like stumble. So it's like any 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 comic on earth. If I was on the same bill, you wouldn't go. That bloke was a disappointment. Yeah. So that's that's something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so as you're saying, like. Like with the the brain surgeons and all that type of stuff, that, that was wonderful finding stand up comedy because with the uncoordinations and the dyslexia and the feeling like a piece of shit from your mother, I found something I was better at than almost everybody else. Yeah. And not many people get to say that about any activity. Totally agree. Yeah. And so so you go and like and like the people who there's people in this industry who are making 30 grand a year. Mm-hmm. They're still better than 99% of the people who have tried to do this. Absolutely. And it's they, like there was a guy, a basketball player named Brian Scalabrini. Mm. It's kind of a lumbering white dude. Yeah. And people would go, would challenge him on Twitter. Like, I'll bust your ass. And he'd go like, meet me. Yeah, yeah. And he would meet them and make <laughs> videos about it. And be like, and he, at one point he said, I'm closer to LeBron's level of excellence than you are to mine yeah yeah, like i'm so much closer to lebron than you could dream of being they can't even express how good they are because they just have to play the position a lot of time but that's how we went shits and luke longley (laughs) yeah yes of course he was still the first australian in the nba yeah um (laughs) i like what you said about stand-up is there is it what have you done to help yourself like quitting this do you go to programs you have i i I went to i I think i can i I went to aa for a bit but i went to aa and i know it's anonymous so i'm not saying anyone's names or anything like that but there was a lot of comedians in my aa meetings Uh, another comedian got me in to the aa meeting and uh there's not enough hours in the day man the the comedians fucking we don't half share do we? That's fine. Right. So when, when you have yeah. to go around the thing, uh, who wants to share today? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got people who haven't had a drink in forty years. They're like this. Yeah. Yeah. I was struggling today. I remember yeah. looking. It's funny story. And then you're just like, oh god, here we yeah. go, another fucking. So, so I needed to, I need to, I need to do AA with shy people. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got then you're gonna have to move out of LA. Yeah. Um, do you have? Uh, oh yeah, no, no, no. The, the professional comics weren't the problem. It was the open micers who were getting in on the meeting who yeah. were <laughs> who wanted time, wanted to yeah, do yeah. time. Um, do you? Of- uh, I think you covered like the downside. I was t- wanted. We all have traumas, all the shit, but like, there's a huge upside to the way your brain works. It's it's giving me a a, a, a living. It's it's uh, it's got me out of a lot of trouble in 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 my life. Yeah, you know what I mean. And look, yeah, just the being a very often in this job, you forget that being funny is a skill because you're hanging out with comics all the time. You're in cars and stuff, and it's just banner back and forth. And and you you only really notice how harsh that banner gets them when a civilian's in the room. Yeah. You know, as soon as a civilian gets in, they're like, oh, that was a bit. And you're like, what? I didn't even notice. And we just thought we were all talking to each other pleasantly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But then every now and again, You'll go, I, I, I will like decide to turn it on. Like I'll be at something, my wife will be at some things, she, she, some dinner she's made me go to, and I'll actually go, eh, I think it might be funny. 
right? Yeah. Everyone likes you. And then you're like, the everyone's at the party's like, what a great guy. Yeah, you're let so, me turn it on a little so bit. so funny. And it's like, I forget that I have that gear that I can just go. Yeah. Most and people, it's insanely fast. Yeah, yeah. It's most, like I, yeah, I remember talking to Rock one time being like, if somebody, we're not funny when we talk to each other. It's like, we're so fucking funny yeah, when yeah. we talk to each other. We just are immune to it. Yeah, yeah. Like you just forget like, oh yeah, he's like, blah, 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 bit, 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 bit. We all fucking, <laughs> fucking stab the body. Well, you, uh, you, like you have funny siblings and you have like a lot of, you, you would have learned your banter that way, right? Yeah. A big family. Yeah. Dinner. Yeah. I, I was working at a butcher's as, <laughs> as, as a meat packer. God damn it. And that's they were hilarious. just, they were just, it was like 16 years old working and putting sausages on a styrofoam tray and wrapping the plastic. And yeah. And I caddied too. That was, we were all funny. We, it was like, we did that as well. Yeah. That's, just like a, because it was all blue collar guys. The, 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 the steel mill had closed and now they all came to caddy. So it's like, oh, we 15 year olds and 68 year olds. We would have smoking cigarettes. Uh, 12 and up was the age. Yeah. I started at 11. Yeah. And you would line up. And they'd walk along like it was the slave trade. They would walk along like checking your muscle definition. The movie Caddyshack <laughs> is based on one of the places I caddied. The Murray's caddied there as, right, as right. well. This place, Indian Hill in uh, uh, Winneka. But yeah, it's like a very, it's pretty almost inhumane. They're like, we're so much better than you, the members you're, of the club. You're making a 12-year-old carry a bag for you in the heat. Yes, and at two. The, and at the end- you're going to give them a Coke and 10 bucks. Yep. Right? That's correct. If you're lucky, you get the Coke. Yeah. Right? And and it's it, like, I, I look at my son now. I couldn't make him carry a bag for me in the airport. His yeah. own bag. Wheels. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but uh, yeah, no, that. So the butchers was, I was just in a, in a fridge with blokes who just, with like mullets, Australian blokes, <laughs> tattoos, who's butchers, just yeah. cutting up. And they all went the prostitutes every weekend <laughs> and i never heard so much like talk of prostitutes I was like, yeah what and i was like you know it's legal in australia prostitution yeah. but i just met these wrongans just these these blokes who these and all they did was tell dirty jokes yep. and talk about hookers and i'm like i don't i don't know if it molded me a lot God but damn, i've, I've got a 20 minute routine on prostitution right yeah now. maybe maybe, maybe. <laughs> now you do yeah that's great. I got, I got my, my wife, uh, my wife uh, suggested when she had a few drinks, she said, uh, for your birthday, how about we get a prostitute? I was like, never, never an inkling of this ever happening. And I was like, ah, yeah. And I, I should have played it cool. I should have just. Oh gone, yeah, you got to be like that if you're I into it. Gone, I don't know if it's something you're into. Yeah. I don't know. This. She went to me. She goes, uh, she goes, should we go buy some condoms? And I went, nah, they bring them. And as soon as I said it, I went, oh, no, I've just played me hand. She knows that I've seen prostitutes in the past. <laughs> well, you had a bit about it, right? I know, I know but even so. Oh, maybe she hadn't seen it. Yeah. Go, or she was like, it's comedy. Go, no, no, they bring him. Was that the end? No, she goes, we're not doing it. She goes, she goes, it's a, she goes is it legal? I go, well, it's actually, we did a thing on the Jim Jeffrey show. It's not legal in Las Vegas. It's legal in certain counties, in brothels, in Nevada, right. but not in Las Vegas. She goes, well, we're not doing it then. And I said, why not? And she goes, what would happen if we got caught? And I went, ooh, what would the headline be? <laughs> Jim Jeffrey's wife is awesome. <laughs> like, like, it's not going to hurt my career. Yeah. There isn't one of my fans that if I got caught like, with what? a prostitute would be like, how is this? What? 
<laughs> I trusted him. <laughs> he was a moral leader. Um, all right, buddy. Let's. Uh, it was great talking to you. I all hope right. you weren't too. Didn't feel over overly. I'm all right. I had a good time. All right, man. Good. I hope I didn't say anything stupid. No, I. I don't think. And you if did. I did, we'll deal with it. Yeah. <laughs>